Hey everyone, it's uh, Charles Velasco, and I'm the team leader of the Velasco Team Remax. I'm also the owner of Life in Sacramento, where it's our mission to provide everything Sacramento related uh, by partnering up with local businesses and promoting them, also sharing cool things to do in Sacramento. And uh, today on the podcast, we actually have Jake Adkins of the Adkins Family Vineyards, which is located on Grand Line Road in Elk Grove. How are you doing today, man? Doing good, man. Just uh, enjoying our back patio. It's it's hot outside, but at least it's nice and cool under here. Yeah, man. And like, I'm I'm excited to talk with you because uh, I feel like you guys do a very good job of being out there on social media. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I see you all the time on social media. And yeah, let's kind of talk about. Uh, tell me about yourself. Like, what's your guys's uh, business and family story? Yeah, so our business, uh, we own a restaurant and winery here in Elk Grove. Uh, we own the Sheldon Inn restaurant, which has been a restaurant for 33 years. We actually took over about six years ago. Uh, I grew up going to this restaurant, doing family dinners and uh, every week, and got to know the owners and, and the head chef, uh, Doug Silva. And uh, we were actually neighbors. Our, our, our main business, which is solar, we have a solar company called Future Energy Savers. And our corporate office actually backed up to Sheldon Inn. And most of our property was field. We have this big, beautiful oak tree that's over 150 years old. And uh, they would always ask when they do weddings over the Sheldon, hey, can they come take uh, photographs underneath this oak tree? And uh, so we, we just became really good neighbors, good customers, and then came to a point where uh, Doug wanted to get out of the business side and just do the, uh, you know, the cooking side. And he wanted to teach his craft. So he's actually the head uh, culinary teacher over at ARC. And uh, one stipulation for us purchasing the property was we got to keep the restaurant going. And us being in the solar industry, we didn't really have any restaurant experience other than being on the other side of the table and eating. Um, but luckily we paid, at least paid enough attention and uh, uh, we're able to kind of tap into our network and figure out uh, who could help us. And now six years later, we've added the, the tasting room a few years ago. Um, and for city of Oak Grove, uh, we've actually won best date night, best place to have an event, best bar, uh, best outdoor dining, best place to have a wedding, uh, and also best tasting room as of this year. Nice. And, and yeah, I've, I've noticed that like you guys also opened another business, right? It's like a, it's like a, like a lounge, right? So yeah, that's, uh, we're getting close to opening up. We're still looking for uh, the right staff up there. Uh, but that's actually going to be a late night lounge, which is actually a part of our restaurant. Uh, our restaurant's two stories tall. And, uh, so the top level will be kind of a speakeasy, uh, bar, full bar up there, completely different vibe than anywhere else on the property. Uh, cause our tasting room, it's in an old 100 year old barn. It's very rustic. And then you go into our restaurant and, uh, you know, it's fine dining. We'll play a lot of Frank Sinatra, Michael, Michael Buble. And then you go upstairs and it's it's a lot more upbeat music's a little bit louder uh the the decor is completely different a little bit kind of a modern retro vibe uh have some big beautiful chandeliers up there really cool bar uh we're gonna do live music up there comedy shows um so yeah that's what we call the velvet martini uh so that'll be the speakeasy that we open up here pretty soon so, so you have, what's cool uh, is that you guys have a lot of different things that uh, a lot of different people would like, like the younger crowd, uh, more of like just the dinner crowd, stuff like that. Like that, that's actually incredible. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've noticed you guys for a while all on social media 
You guys are very consistent, which is like really, really amazing. And do you feel like your guys' social media brand helped your guys' business a lot? A thousand percent. I mean, uh, when I first got, you know, a little bit about me, I was in our solar company for about five and a half years uh, and then just wasn't happy in that. Took about a two year hiatus. And then once we, once they took over the restaurant and kind of took over the, uh, or started the winery, um, I was just kind of ready to get back involved with family business, but just in a different aspect to where, um, you know, wine and food is definitely more down my alley than solar panels. Uh, as great as, you know, being energy efficient, everything is, it was just a little bit more excitement, uh, for me. And I felt like I had a real opportunity to kind of start something, uh, and be a bigger influence, uh, in these businesses than I could in the solar company, because we've had a solar company for 40 something years. My dad started it forever ago. So that's kind of set in stone how they do things. There's not a whole lot of, uh, creativity that we can utilize going with, uh, with that. But social media is that was one of the main things when I got back involved was we need to really pronounce our uh, social media influence because our goal is to not have to pay for marketing. Right. So if you have enough followers yeah. on Instagram and, you know, you don't have to pay for ads or anything like that, people just see it and hear about it. So uh, that's the goals. Continue to put out good, good content and uh, bring people in. And we hired a marketing team uh, last year and it just weren't quite getting exactly what we wanted out of them, what, what we needed. Uh, the content they created was, was incredible, but there's, there's just something missing. Uh, and then last year after uh, our contract ended with them, I actually took over all the social media, all the website, uh, and completely rebuilt basically our social media page and our, uh, both of our websites for both the winery and for the uh, tasting room. And uh, just kind of learned along the way and, and kind of dabbled earlier uh, with uh, video editing and things like that a long time ago and then just kind of got more and more into it, learned more about it. And a good buddy of mine uh, does that for a living and, and uh, I can kind of lean on him uh, if I need any advice or, or, you know, I'll send things to him, hey, how did this look? And uh, so being present on social media has obviously be, become a, a very good uh, thing for us and we hear all the time uh, people coming into our taste rooms, hey, I, I saw it on social media and we're getting more and more people from all over the place coming in because they saw it on Instagram or Facebook and uh, they come and they're, they're surprised to see everything that we do have here. Uh, we're on a total, like I said, about seven acres here and, and uh, between the tasting room and the restaurant and you can kind of start at the tasting room, make your way over to the restaurant and uh, once we open up the lounge and you can spend all day here and not get bored. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it's pretty incredible to also hear that like you do the social media yourself, because I feel like I, I could really tell that an owner ran your guys's social media pages, because I could tell just yeah. by like the content you post, like you get that real feeling like hey, like this is the real business owner, this is how they're promoting themselves, they're putting effort into it, let's support them, and that's kind of like the vibe I get uh, from what you guys post, and I think that's incredible, I think that's why you guys have a lot of success with social media because you're not just, you know what I'm saying? Like delegating it out to someone that like doesn't really know like the full story of like what you guys do or like how it all started. Yeah. Right, and, I, and, no, I definitely uh, appreciate what, you saying that. Yeah. And then, uh, what made you decide to work in the family business to kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, 
work in the social media side? Like, what attracted you to it mostly? Man, well, honestly, the 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 human psychology of it almost think of it almost like a game um, yeah. to where like okay, I want to see how like I have an idea for uh, the marketing. How can I? How basically how can I communicate? what I want people to see and how can I get them to react to an ad? Cause like there was, there was a video that I did that it was a great video, but didn't get a whole lot of traction. I got compliments on the video. Hey, this video was awesome. It was great. Yada, 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 which was exciting for me as somebody that's like creating content. But at the end of it, from looking at it from a business perspective, it's like, okay, well, what did that video end up doing? Um, and if it wasn't effective in bringing people in, then the video is, worthless it's good content but that's not the end goal uh when you're doing uh social media for a business and so what really attracted me to that was i saw with what we had you know having the restaurant for 33 years up and running already and then we've had people come to this restaurant for 33 years and so seeing how uh elk grove has grown so much uh just in our community here and all these new housing developments I mean, even going down Ranch Cordova to Folsom and all that area, um, and still our demographic hadn't really changed. And that was one of the biggest things for me, wanting to, well, we've got a great experience here that everybody would enjoy, but we just have to reach them a different way uh, to bring in some new clientele, um, some, uh, you know, a younger uh, customer base uh, that now it's become a place where anybody any age any demographic can come in and find something that they enjoy about this place and that's honestly the 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 big goal that i had and what attracted me to the marketing side of it yeah and and i've I've noticed that too because even with the uh, lounge you guys are going to be opening up i was like man this is going to be the first place in elk grove where it's like you could be like 21 to 35 years old and find that crowd you don't got to go to downtown like for me where i live in elk grove moment uh it cost me 40 to 50 dollars each way for lit on a weekend like it's just, it's a, I'm, I'm already at like a hundred dollars i haven't even put any pre-game alcohol in my body like i'm like damn this is oh gonna my be gosh so, <laughs> so I, I mean with uh dude with what you're opening man it's incredible the population in elk grove needs it especially the younger population you guys are going to be so yeah. booked it's going to be absolutely insane and with your guys' marketing it should be doing very well as well. But I want to ask you a random question. Like, how was your experience growing up in Sacramento? Like, what element, you know what I'm saying? Like, what high school did you go to? Uh, what college did you attend? Stuff like that. Like, how did you, uh, how did you like kind of like grow up in the Sacramento area? Well, you know, I grew up uh, mainly growing up in Wilton, uh, you know, a small country town next to Elk Grove. And if Anybody that lives in Wilton, you spend a lot of time in Elk Grove because there's not much in Wilton uh, as far as like stores and shops and things. I don't even think there, there's no stoplight. Uh, it's all stop signs. Um, so spending a lot of time in, in Elk Grove and uh, went to Dillard Elementary. Then from there went to uh, I went to Albiani for the first year that it opened for one year and then ended up transferring over to Bradshaw Christian from eighth grade till uh, senior year and absolutely fell in love with the school there. Um, and the, the people there, I still have just in some incredible friendships and relationships from, uh, not just from 
my my friend or my uh, classmates, but also teachers and, and coaches. Uh, at Bradshaw, I played all four years of varsity baseball and basketball. Um, and then my uh, junior year, I added cross. Well, I, sh- I got a cross country patch, but I only did one race um, and got second, which was pretty good. But it was actually part of our basketball conditioning. Our, our cross country team just kind of dissipated. I, I don't know what happened. Um, and then our athletic director was like, hey, you guys are going to go ahead and run. And our athletic director was also our basketball coach, so we couldn't really say no. And our coach, you know, so we did our normal weightlifting regimen for a couple hours, and then he's always late everywhere. So we uh, play pickup basketball for probably about an hour and a half, and then go run a cross country meet. <laughs> and uh, I can't even imagine doing that now. But uh, yeah, then uh, senior year played uh, soccer. Um, which was just a lot of fun, but, uh, yeah, it's a sports school obviously. And, and, and playing a lot of sports and, and, uh, growing those relationships, even though it's a smaller school, uh, you know, won won a few section championships, uh, had a great experience there. And, uh, yeah, it was just good time there. And then, uh, tried to pursue a baseball, uh, career after high school. Uh, I was promised a walk on spot at a zoo specific university, uh, turned out wasn't an opportunity, unfortunately. Still went there for a year and then uh, continued my baseball journey and tried to play at a couple other uh, schools, tried out, just didn't end up working out. Then went to Grand Canyon University uh, for my sophomore year. Still no opportunity there, unfortunately. And uh, But I did get a tryout finally, an actual two-day tryout, uh, which I wasn't able to really get anywhere else. And so it got to a point where I'm like, I just want to show somebody what I can do and yeah. uh, just give me the opportunity. And so they gave me that opportunity. It was a two day tryout. I really enjoyed how I played. Uh, it was a Friday and Saturday, uh, tryout, full day tryout. And, but the Tuesday before that, I actually joined a network marketing company. And even though, you know, I didn't make any money doing network marketing, but I, I learned a lot and that was kind of my transition into business and marketing. Uh, you know, it taught me public speaking. It taught me uh, how to network, taught me uh, how to present things and just uh, learned a lot. And I did well with it as far as the ranks go. But again, the, didn't make a whole lot of money actually uh, doing it. Uh, but great experience. And that after that, I actually ended up leaving school because I'm like, the only reason I really wanted to do school was to play sports. And if that's not yeah. really an opportunity for me, then uh you know, it just kind of makes sense to go into the family business because I was going to school to school for business to eventually take over the family business. Uh, and at that point, it was just solar. But uh, yeah, it just didn't make sense to me. Why don't I just go and learn from experience and learn within the company? Uh, one of the things that kind of threw me off was in my marketing class, I'll never forget this. We spent three weeks on why Betty Crocker puts the labels on the outside of the boxes and people are just like really taking notes on this. And I'm like, well, it's so people can see it. <laughs> it just seemed pretty simple to me. So I'm like, yeah, I don't uh, know. Maybe not for you. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. You, you're maybe like, yeah, this is not for me. Like this is taking too much time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like three weeks on this. So, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, that's, that's enough for me. And, 
And, uh, you know, my parents were pretty disappointed at, at the time, but they understood. And uh, it was, it was kind of interesting to see people's reaction of me not going to school. And like even some of my friends, I was kind of su surprised by their response. Um, but I'm like, you know, it's everybody's situation's a little bit different, and, and I know I'm yeah. I'm in a, a a good spot and a good situation, and I don't regret any decision I made as far as school. And what actually uh, ignited my passion for learning, because I do love learning, I just I, I like learning in different forms. So, um, do, doing the network marketing, I was introduced to personal development, and uh, really got on board with listening to uh, personal development seminars and uh, listening to audiobooks and uh, that has really that started my uh, really my deep dive into education uh, or that I can apply directly and be able to use it right away in real life experience and so I feel like yeah. that has really accelerated uh, at least my learning process uh, into yeah, it's it's just been a good journey for me up to this point. Uh, even though there's been some some down times, obviously, but uh, I don't regret any any bit of it. Yeah, and do you feel like uh, with your baseball career, like do you feel like learning like a lot of like the lessons from like learning uh, from like your failures like helped you in your business? For sure. I mean, growing up playing sports, it, it's it does something to your mentality if you have the right coaches, yeah. the right leadership. Um, and thankfully I, I, I had that, uh, my basketball coach and my baseball coaches were, were some of the biggest influences on me with, uh, sports, uh, uh Greg Vaughn, Sacramento native. He was actually, uh, our assistant baseball coach at Bradshaw and, oh, wow. uh, still good friends with him to this day. And, and he's been a, a, a huge mentor for me. Um, you know, it's just, it shapes your mindset in a way to where you're okay with defeat and losing yeah. in a way, you know, you, you handle yourself in a certain way when that happens, but you try not to let that happen. And it creates a, a good competitive, competitive, uh, atmosphere for yourself, uh, where you understand that, Hey, losses are going to happen. You know, even the, the bulls lost nine games back in the nineties, uh, and the Warriors lost, or no, I'm sorry, they lost 10 games. Warriors lost nine. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I think of everything in like movies and sports references. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. And, and on but, top of uh, that, like uh, with sports too, it's like when, like when, when you lose, like you learn how to win. Like I think that's the biggest thing. And for sure. I'm pretty sure like you deal with like in, being a business owner, every day you're supposed to lose. Like that's just really how running your business is. But I'm pretty sure, like, yeah. you learned from that experience, like, hey, like, you're not going to win everything, but if you could win most things and be prepared, like, you're probably in a way better position than, like, if you weren't, you know what I'm saying, do, uh, like, pursuing your dream, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, being able to, I think business is probably, or being a business owner and being part of that realm is the closest to sports. Um, yeah. As far as, like, mentality you're exactly right about that because uh you've got to be on your game every single day and you never know who's going to walk through that door and you know you could have somebody come in and even though everybody else is having a great time if there's one customer that that you know for whatever reason didn't have a good time uh that that's the one person that affects you the most it seems like um but also you know you want 
everybody to come in here and feel welcome and have a good time. Uh, no matter what kind of business you're in, you want to make sure that you're doing a good job. You know, sometimes there's there's just people that are you're never going to be able to make happy no matter what you do. I can give them cases of free wine and they still may not be happy. Yeah, man. And, and like that, that, that's really true. I mean, being a business owner is the most comparable thing in sports, especially. But the crazy thing is like, there's no downtime. <laughs> it's like 20. No, not at all. Or you got to like make sure your employees have that same mindset. But yeah, uh, next question. So how do you feel like you guys are making life better in Sacramento in general? You know, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think for us in particular, I think we're creating a space that people can come to and just relax and enjoy themselves. And no matter what's going on in their in their lives or out in the world, they can come out, get a good meal, get a good drink, um, get some good wine and, uh, you know, be in a community with, you know, whether it's our staff here. We have an amazing staff here that will make you feel like family. Um, you know, we we. That's why we have so many people that have become regulars so often in our business is because this is a second home for them. Um, and I think being able to create a space that can be almost a mental escape uh, for some people, uh, you know, it's not good to escape your problems, but it is mentally healthy to take a break and being able to uh, provide a space that people can take a break um, so they can recoup with whatever they're dealing with. Or if they just want to, Hey, there's, uh, family visiting in town or, you know, old friend that I want to catch up with. Let's go to Adkins and let's get uh, some really good wine. And we do have really good wine here. And I know I'm, I'm biased because my name's on the label, but uh, it is really good wine. We have a lot of awards that we've won with it. Um, and we're, we're a sustainable winery, a clean winery. Um, so everything's solar powered. We don't use uh, any harmful pesticides or anything in our, uh, on our crops. We do everything ourselves. Uh, from our, our, our farming, our vines are all estate grown. Um, and then we have our own uh, actual winemaking facility in Old Elk Grove on Kent Street. And uh, yeah, our own bottling line, pretty much everything we do uh, all ourselves. That way we can ensure the quality control. Uh, yeah. And we're, we're able to do quite a bit with a small team. Yeah, and I really love what you guys are doing because it's like you guys are a family business you're putting yourself out there. You got the you got the new school coming in with the social media and you guys are really promoting like hey, like we've been we've been a, a business for a while and you know what I'm saying you're putting yourself out there. It's like I want to create an experience where everyone in Sacramento could just come by because I really there are wineries in Sacramento, but you guys are probably one of the most aggressive ones on social media that I've seen. <laughs> like if I was to do it, if I was to be like all right, let's go to a winery in Sacramento. It would be you guys, because you. I mean, I grew up in Elk Grove. I went to Pleasant Grove High School, so you guys are just right yeah. there, <laughs> like literally just right yeah. there. Probably five minutes, ten minutes from my family's sure. house. So yeah, I definitely want to come by. But and that's really good to know that you guys are a great date night spot, like the number one date night spot in Elk Grove. So um, that is definitely sure. something big that uh, I want to come yeah. check out, especially my girlfriend. And then what did you yeah. think about Sacramento uh, 10 years ago compared to now? Big difference. Uh, Sacramento has yeah. grown so much in the last 10 years. I, it's kind of crazy when you stop to think about it. Um, you know, I always think of uh, Kings Lakers in the early 2000s and Shaq calling us a, a cow town. And that's kind of been the stigma of Sacramento for so long. 
And uh, now that's been, you know, in the last couple of years, especially it's been changing, you know, with the, with them adding the arena downtown, uh, I feel oh, like man. that was kind of the, uh, the big start or not necessarily the start of it, but what kind of influenced the explosion of all these new businesses down there. And uh, there's a lot of great spots downtown. Um, I don't go downtown as much as I would like just because I'm a stickler when it comes to parking and traffic. And I just, it's just almost too much for you. Like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just go to our place. So, but uh, I do like getting out and exploring uh, some of the places that we have out, out here. And, uh, but not just downtown Sacramento, but the surrounding areas have grown so much too. Yeah. Uh, Elk Grove in particular, I think it was 2012 or 13. It was the second fastest growing city in America. And, uh, I mean, you see the growth. I was just, where was I passing today? I passed someplace, uh, I can't remember which road. I don't know if it was uh, Bond or even maybe on uh, Calvine. But uh, there was just a whole new development, like brand new development. It seems like every time I go down one of the main roads, there's a brand new development being built. And I'm like, more more houses? And uh, so, I mean, there's definitely a lot of people, especially I mean, you've got a, a, an Apple headquarters, you've got uh, a couple Amazon distribution points out here now, and um, you've got Intel and Folsom, and it's, it's just awesome to see the growth. But what's really been special is being able to see that growth and also still feel that sense of community uh, that Sacramento is right. known for. Yeah, and, and what's also cool is like all the businesses, like local businesses that are blowing up because I remember like back in the day, like there wasn't really big player businesses, like family businesses back in the day, but now there's a ton, yeah. like, a, like a serious yeah. ton of big player businesses. Like I'm friends with, uh, uh, my, my friends are opening a Bad Bakers, uh, which is like a pretty popular nice. Sacramento. Yeah, they're in Folsom, rising right? out now. Like, yeah. yeah, so like they started in Natomas and they're moving a Folsom, they're getting one in Elk Grove, there's gonna, my friend's opening one in Arden, like, that wasn't a oh, thing nice. back then where it's like they're pe- like no. Jack businesses are franchising. Like what? Yeah. So that is, I mean, it's just great for our community. And I feel like the more we succeed as a community, the better like everyone else gets, you know, like we're just like, Hey, we're on the map now. We're not messing around. Like this is what it is. And right. it's cool that we still get that uh, feel of like the community without being too big and too commercialized. And then yep. now, this is a question we, yeah, this is a question we ask every guest on the podcast and we have so many different responses. Some are funny, others are sentimental or serious. Respond however you'd, li- however you'd like. When you die, okay. how do you want people to remember you in Sacramento? Man, that's a deep question. Um, I mean, man, I, I'd, I'd probably have to say first and foremost, I'd, I'd wanna be remembered as a, a, a good husband and. I don't have any kids yet, but eventually a good father. Uh, That would be priority number one for me, regardless of anything else. Um, But outside of that, I'd want to be remembered as somebody that was able to uh, not just have this place to create for people to go to, but multiple places where that are truly staples uh, in our community that everybody knows, everybody can go and enjoy. and that would kind of be like the legacy, but along with that, being known as somebody that really cared about their community and cared about other people. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, 
I have a big heart and, and I, I strive to continue to have a big heart. And, uh, you know, I, I love seeing people succeed and grow. Um, and that's, that's what I'd like to be remembered as somebody that, uh, helped somebody else. Yeah. And I can really tell by the way you guys market yourself on social media, you guys have that, you know what I'm saying? Like that family feel you guys care about the thing people should care about. And you really care about your customers just by the way you guys present yourself. Sure. Like you want to create experience. You want people to have fun. You want people to have an escape. And man, like I'm just like right now, I'm like, man, when's the ne- when I, I want to come out now. <laughs> Knowing that you guys come have out a this weekend. room, a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm maybe I'm maybe thinking uh, tomorrow night or Saturday uh, Saturday night. So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let you know then. But dude, like I appreciate your time for being on here with us and uh, wishing you guys more success and growth. And man, I'm excited for what's to come in Elk Grove and Sacramento in general. So especially us yeah, growing I'm, up here, we don't really know like. Man, like it was such a Oak Grove was such a goat. It was like a town with just houses and chain restaurants back then. Right. <laughs> I know it's funny. My, uh, you know, my wife's from uh, the Granite Bay Roseville area, and when I first started dating her, and I, there, I kind of spent more time in that area. And there are some people I came across. They're like, "Oh, where are you from?" I was like, "Oh, you know, you know, nobody knows where Wilton is. So I usually say Oak Grove." And they go, "Oh, the ghetto." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Oh, Oak Grove is like literally, <laughs> it's so expensive now. And like the time, like it's there, crazy. There's, so much, there's so much money coming in Oak Grove too. And that's just going to yeah. help the community as well. You know, it, it's yeah. Oak, yeah. Oak Grove is really nice. It, it changed a lot. It, it has. And, you know, we've got a lot of great uh, breweries and wineries here now, which uh, Oak Grove wasn't known for before, but now it's putting uh, another wine region on the map, another beer region on the map. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of really cool, trendy places out here now. And that was one of the things that I, you know, was always kind of given a bad time about Sacramento in general. It's like there's nowhere cool to go. But now there's so many places uh, out here to, to go and just feel like you're getting that big city feel. But uh, like I said, still have that community uh, style caring that people have. Yeah. Right now it's like Sacramento is like there's so many places to go. The problem is you have to wait in line again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is. But thank you so much yeah. for uh, being on the podcast with us. Uh, we appreciate you guys. So make sure to co- go out to Atkins Family Vineyards and make sure you come out there eat at the restaurant too. Appreciate you, man. And uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to coming out there. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, really excited to be a part of it. Love the podcast.